Don't know if you've ever had this happen to you or if you've ever done it. Um, I'll have something. I was trying to think of an actual time where I've done this. I know I have. I just I couldn't think of a conversation where um, I'm in the middle of a a discussion and uh, <clears throat> with someone who was disagreeing with me. How dare they? And um, I'm making a point, and about halfway through my point, I realize I'm actually making their point. You ever done that? <laughs> And, uh, and, and, like, immediately, there's, like, it, it takes a millisecond for me to, to make this next, it's, like, it's like mid-thought. And if you watch it, like, there's, like, this deer-in-the-headlights look, I'm sure. Well, I'm mentally calculating if I should just bail on the argument and go, yeah, that was stupid. Or if I, I, I or I'm I, making this calculation, is this person savvy enough if I finish this thought to catch it, Right? And because I have to know that because I'm going to lose the debate. And, and as we know, in those, those moments, winning the debate is the only important thing. Uh, and so I, I do that. Now, the, the, the reason I say that is we're, we're talking about this. We're going through this series um, and talking about nouns or verbs, the, these, uh, these, uh, these words that really have both elements to it. Um, and, and this week I might be hitting a snag. Uh, we go through, we homeschooled our kids, and uh, we put them in school, and then we're homeschooling again. But, but when we first started out when they were young, we would, we would do this thing, you know, we got to teach the parts of speech. And, and so, so with, with, when they're younger, you hope it's younger when you're having to do this. You, you know, you, you come across a word, and like, oh, what is that? I don't know, a noun or verb. And like, what? can you show me a swim? No, well, then it's not a noun, okay? It's not a noun. Or, or um, uh, let me see your car. Can you car for me right now? No, okay, it's not a verb, right? So, so we do that. Uh, trying to teach the basics of what nouns and verbs are. And last week went pretty well. We talked about love. You can have love. It's a, it's a noun. It's an abstract noun, but it's a noun. Uh, and, and you can at the same time love. You can, you can do the action, and they're both a, a part of each other, and they derive from each other. Now, if you drove in and you saw the marquee, and all of a sudden you're seeing what my snag is. Now, if you didn't look at the marquee, I, I make a request that you do that for two reasons. One, it would cost a lot of money, and it makes, makes us feel better for the thousands of dollars that that actually cost. That was before I was here, but, but still the same. Uh, I think it was like $10,000, something to that effect. Those things are expensive. So, so just to justify the expense, look at it when you come in. The other thing is, in the wintertime especially, look at it, because it, just, it makes me feel better about like, when my fingers go numb halfway through. That's why, that's why if you'll notice, in the wintertime, the sermon titles are shorter. So... Um, I only have to change a few letters out there. So, um, so, so look at that. But, but if you did look at it and you, and you noticed that, that our sermon uh, this week is, is on the discussion of faith. Right? And my kids are going to be like, Dad, that I, I have a problem here. Uh, can you show me a, you know, or can, can, can you faith for me right now? Uh, not really. It, it's, it's not, there's no... There's no place in the English language where this word ever uh, is a, a verb. So, uh, so my, I'm, I'm getting that, you know, if, if you're looking at me and I'm getting a deer in the headlights look, it's because I'm trying to figure out, to, should, should I continue along this or just bail and, and we get out early? Um, no, I, I want to illustrate something here for you today. 
This is the Hebrew word, and, and um, the, the two words for, uh, the one is a noun and a verb, and for extra credit, if you could tell me which one is the noun and which one is the verb. Uh, what's interesting is that in, in our Bible languages, the noun and verb, there's a, a version of each. Now, we kind of, in our language, separate words, uh, these words. And let me give you a, in a Greek, there's three words, actually. To believe, right, is, is pytho. Now, and they, they then adapted this. I know it doesn't look necessarily, but, but an adaptation of this was a noun called pistis. And that is faith, right? Believe in faith, in other words, in English, they're two completely different words. But in almost every other language in the world, they're not. They're the same word. And then Greek went one step further and they adapted another noun from that verb. So, so it's, it goes through a transition and that's pistio, which is to believe uh, and or to have faith. Uh, it's, it's like an active thing. So, so I want to go, and we're not going to do a, actually we are going to do a lot of words, but we're going uh, to look at kind of how these words uh, develop and the concepts uh, behind this. Uh, remember, we're, we're, we're working from this, uh, from the text in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, where he says, uh, you know, now abide faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And, and so we're, we're looking at, we, we handled the greatest of them. And we talked about why love is the greatest of them, both in time and in substance. But we are going to now talk about uh, faith. Well, uh, let's begin here. Uh, to believe. Let, let's look at this, this first word. It was called pytho. Uh, in Acts chapter 18, 4, it says, And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, and he tried to persuade the Jews and the Greeks. And that's what this word actually means. Now, it's interesting. He tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. Uh, now, you say, wait a second. What is this? How can you persuade if you're if you're doing the persuading of the other person how are they having uh, how are they believing it's, it's like you're doing it if you go down south and you'll you'll hear someone say i'll learn you right and you go that's incorrect well, it's kind of actually correct in a different language uh the same word can be be used to to reference i'm persuading you or i'm being persuaded it's still this faith. It's still this belief uh, that, they're, that they're, they're getting. And so to believe uh, is, is or this, this core idea is being persuaded of a concept. Well, it, it goes further uh, because we get into this noun, this piece, this, this, this faith. He says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their uh, commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of the things that are visible. And I want to look at, first of all, we see that, that faith in here is an accepted concept, right? This is the noun form. I have accepted, I've been persuaded of this idea. I now have a belief, right? Or I have a faith of something in, in, a, in a particular thing, this, this particular concept. 
Uh, and then we come to Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. We see kind of a, a second aspect of this word faith. He says, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a minister. And I know that's not a complete sentence, uh, but Paul tends to have really, really, really long sentences. So I, I just kind of picked the applicable part. Uh, but we see here uh, that, that now there's this, this stable position that, that faith, when we talked about, the, you know, faith is the evidence. And, and it's, it, it's not just kind of like, I think this might be true. Right? That, that, that faith, a faith, this belief, this persuasion is a, is a stable position that you have. It, it's, it's absolutely uh, firm in your mind. We were talking this morning about about the wise men, the magi, and, and, and what it actually took for them to make this decision to travel who knows how many hundreds of miles to, to come and see the This is not just a curiosity that they had. They had a, a stable concept. This, uh, this, we're going to see, you know, this, this king of the Jews. We're, this is something, they, they had to be in their mind a, a, a firm idea of what they believed in. They had a stable position. Uh, and, and Jude 1.3 gives us another aspect of faith. He says, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, I want to talk about this collection of beliefs because uh, it's it's, a, it's this is the other development. We have an individual belief. I have an acceptance of something. But as we start collecting the various things that we believe, we get a faith. We talk about the Christian faith, right? Well, it, it is a, it's a combination. It's, a, it's an accumulation of things that we believe. And so it becomes a faith. These are all aspects of this noun. Well, we get to belief or believe the verb and we're going to go part two, where, where we have this other adaptation uh, of this verb. It's kind of gone through the process. Like they, you know, somehow back, back then they put it through Google Translate and put it back and see what they get the second way. Um, he says, with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient. So we see that they were unable to enter because of their unbelief. And so, so this unbelief is from this, this second word, this second verb, kind of a, it's, it's to, to not believe. Uh, but, but this is that adaptation, the, the, the pistua, to, to believe. But a slightly different, it's, it's, it's an adaptation. These are all parts of the same word. They're variations but what we see here is that there's an implied action in this verb. Whereas the first one, it doesn't necessarily imply an action. It just implies an accepting, a persuasion of a concept. And what's interesting is as you go through the Bible, if you look at a lot of, when we look at various denominations and people talk about a lot about faith, 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 and just believe, just believe, just believe. A lot of the words they will use to talk about the, the intellectual belief, John 3.16, by the way, right? John 3.16 is, is the most quoted verse in, in the Bible. 
And, and, and well, you just got to believe it. And, and they'll focus on the intellectual aspect. But, but in John 3.16, the word, the verb is, is not that, that first one, that intellectual one. It's this one where there's an implied action involved in it. And that interesting? And a lot of the ones that we would go through... Uh, we, we sung one of the last songs we sung talks about believing on. You'll use that, hear that phrase, believe on. And that's this word, this pistuo. It's a, it's a, it's a, yes, it's a persuasion. I'm persuaded, but it's going to be a persuasion that's going to compel me to behave a certain way. Um, so, so this is the, the development of the word. I want to look at this just a little bit more. Uh, let's look at a different language. Uh, this is Latin. Uh, and Latin is a little bit different. Now, Latin, because we, we kind of have a lot of Latin influence, there are actually two different words. They separated these into, much like we in English have belief, and we have faith, and we kind of almost think of those as separate words. People either think of them as completely separate, or they think of them as complete synonyms. They don't, they don't it's like there's no in-between. But we have two words, uh, creditus, right, which would be like a, uh, to, to believe in one way, and then fidelis is to kind of to believe in another way. Uh, but from them, you ever heard of a credo? Oh, my credo. Or we, we'd say in English, my creed, right? Uh, and that, so, so that is from, from this idea of believing. Uh, in, and so another, we fidelis. Oh, I, I see someone nodding back there because he knows what's coming. All right? Fides, right? Semper fi. Always what? Always faithful. Right? And, and so, so this is that, that idea that, that a persuasion leads to a, really a, a, a characteristic, a, a behavior of, of loyalty. Right? And these are all, so you can see no matter what, there's a, a noun and a verb that, that kind of connect. Um, this is Russian. And I, this was, to me, this was so poignant because Russian actually does something similar to Greek where there's a, there's a verb and there's a noun and then there's another verb that, that comes from it. And so, so this really, as we, we're going to talk about the result of this, what, what all this development of all these words. And, and, and to me, this verit is the word to believe. So if you've ever heard of a girl's name, Vera, you've heard that name? It's that, that would be like, we have a girl's name, Faith, right? And this is their faith, right? Vera is faith. So, so they have to believe is, is it, it's not a different word. It's the same word. To believe and, and a faith, they all come from the same concept. But then they have another word, Davieria, which they just add a prefix to it. Now, the prefix... Is, means a, it means a, an action, a completed thing. Like it means towards or in the direction of until completion. That's kind of it's a weird prefix. It's really hard to get around when you're, because it, it can be used in so many different ways. But the net result is this is their word for trust. And that interesting? That trust is, is their application of faith. Or trustworthiness, loyalty, faithfulness. It's the same thing. That there's this a characteristic that comes as a result of the intellectual persuasion. And we're going we're gonna to come back to this a little bit. Uh, but I want to look at some scriptures here. Um, 
but it is more than just the intellectual acceptance of an idea. That's, that's where it starts. He says, little children, do not let us love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And by this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. And so it's not just an intellectual persuasion. By the way, I want to go back to a, we, we talked about the faith once for all um, and we're going to be getting a class, just a shameless plug here. Uh, in intellectual persuasion is important. We're going to be starting a class that's going to go through most of, of, the, uh, of the next year. Talking about those doctrines, talking about that truth. It is important that we are persuaded of factual truth. But what he says here is, he says, don't just, he says, don't just, do that. That's important. He's not saying that we shouldn't love in word or talk. That's not the idea here. He's saying don't stop there. But, but indeed, and in truth, by this we will know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts. This is where we get that persuasion. I'm persuaded. I'm, I'm, I'm correct. Because... I've, I've weighed these things out, but, but it is in the action that we are going to confirm. And it's not merely intellectual. Faith relies on more than, than, than simply uh, information. It is the result of practice. I want to talk about a fuller concept of faith. He says, without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists... And that he rewards those who seek him. So the first thing I want to look at. First of all, there is a fact. There, there are the facts. You must accept a factual uh, belief in the existence of God. You ha- you're not going to be able to please God if you don't believe. You're not going to accidentally happen into that. Like that, that seems logical. You want to draw near to God. You're going to have to start with accepting him intellectually, the information of it, the facts of it. But he says, you're not going to be able to stop there. You're going to have to go beyond that because he says, you're, you're going to have to accept that, that he rewards those who seek him. There's an implied practice, in other words. You're going to have to go beyond the books. And, and you're going to have to do some seeking, not seeking more information. That's handled under the knowing he exists part. But, but physically, with our lives, seeking to please God. There is an implied action. And this is full faith. This is, this is the deeper faith. <clears throat> This, to me, this concept explains a story in the Bible. We know the, the story of the man had the son and uh, had a significant health problem. And the apostles couldn't fix it. So he was pretty distraught. So brings him to Jesus. Jesus says to him, well, if you can, all things are possible. 
Because the man said, if you could do this, could you please just, if you could. <laughs> what do you mean if I can? I'm God. I made this. I made this creature. Of course I can. If I can. All things are possible for one who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, but help my unbelief. And that makes no sense. Unless we understand this idea that, that faith in every other language other than English and Latin has a verb and a noun. Kind of an aspect. He says, listen, I, I believe, verb, but I'm having a problem with my unbelief. My noun is, is having a problem. I, I, I'm having the facts that I've accepted. I've been persuaded of some information of, of who you are. But the trust part that, that is not an existing deep Noun in my life right now. I'm having a problem there. The, the, the practice part, the, the, that part of me that wants to motivate me, that mechanism that says, okay, we're going to take the long trip based on what we believe. That, whatever the, that aspect of, of my life that God wants me to do, based on that persuasion, that's where this man was lacking. It is faith by degrees. To people who would assign one definition to this world, to this word, it is probably difficult to grasp what this man is saying. It doesn't really make sense. But this word is complex. And in their culture, what he was saying would have been immediately understood by anybody listening to this. He had difficulty practicing. It's not just about an identification of Jesus. You, you, there are things you can see all the time. I, I can intellectually accept them. I still have difficulties with them, right? I can see a plane take off a million times. There's still, when I get on there, there's still a little nervousness about, you know, this, I don't know how many tons hunk of steel. Like, okay, it's a hunk of steel in the sky. And that usually, you know, doesn't end well logically in my, the way my brain runs through heavy objects overcome by gravity. But I see them take off every day. Information practical application there's more God wants more so when people look at that that aspect of well here's the information and when people reduce Christianity when people reduce uh, faith simply to accepting well, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You hear that? Accept the, the information. Accept the information. When people, uh, when people reduce faith 
to that one element, they're, they're chopping off half of faith. They're, they're saying, let's begin and end at this one point. And let's not go beyond this. And, and, and as we see in the scriptures, that, that beginning point was wonderful, but it was not capable to do. Jesus says, listen, where you're at is not capable to accomplish what you're going to want. You're going to have to get beyond where you are in faith. Intellectual understanding is only the most fundamental element of faith. Some of you know the story, I've probably referred to it before, of Charles Blondin. Um, <clears throat> he was a tightrope walker. He's done crazy, he did crazy, crazy things. He once cooked an egg on a tightrope and ate it. And had like, I don't know how he did that. He's sitting there with a table and a chair and he's like, there's a photo of it if you want to. But I, I picked this photo for a particular reason. Um, he's famous. I, I think at this, I think uh, one of our presidents was actually at this event. Um, and there's reports, uh, someone that a president, one that one of the dukes from, from England was there, I can't. Um, the legends grow, you know, how they are. But this is a photo. So, he um, actually, he's walking towards the American side on this. He had walked backwards to the Canadian side, all the way across Niagara Falls, got a wheelbarrow, and pushed it, and this is him pushing it back to the American side. And, and he gets to the American side of, of Niagara Falls, and he asked people, he said, um, how many people think that I could push a person across? Now, he's done all sorts of crazy things already. And every hand said, yeah, oh yeah, I bet you could. He says, who wants to get in? And there were no hands. And this is the difference between intellectual acceptance that you can't say to this guy who's just performed something in front of you that, that intellectually I don't accept that you can do this. He's just did it. Now you, you, can't, you can't deny that. Your hand obligatorily has to go up. Because you look like the dunce, you know, <laughs> on the side of the thing saying, I don't think you can do that. Ah, but when it comes to the practical application, well, I got a little problem with the trust part of this. Me in there, well, the variables change, and I'm not <laughs> sure about this all of a sudden. And this is, this is the difficult part. We can't live on the banks. God says, you've got to get in sooner or later. You've got to take that persuasion. I've been persuaded of so many things. And, and we, some of us, we come from different areas. Some of you came to faith much later. Some maybe, maybe younger. Some of you went to camps and you memorized verses. And you memorized verses and memorized verses. And you know the verses. I don't need to convince you of the verses. We know the verses. But sometimes... I look at a task and I go, 
this, this requires a lot of me. I'm going out on a wire here. I'm not sure I can do that. God calls us to leave the safety of the pew. We know that God can protect or do whatever that would be the challenge. But he says, I need you to venture out where it's uncomfortable. Because our faith is at odds. The faith, the noun, the the big faith, the the big collection of ideas that, that comprise who we are here is at odds with the world's belief system. It is, it, it's incompatible. And God says, I need men of faith. I need men who, women who are convinced, who are so persuaded that they're, they're going to be compelled to do something about this difference of opinion between me and the world. It is a, a persuasion that says, I can't contain any longer the urge to persuade another person. I've been persuaded. I, I need to, to persuade other people. Uh, that, that's a challenge I want to give to you. It's a, you do that each week, but I want you to get in. All in. And pick someone you know. It's scary. It's scary to... This is a friendship I have. This is a relationship I have. Here's a person that's at odds and needs faith. They don't have it. Maybe they have an inkling of faith. I, I don't know. They, they could be in all sorts of different places where we've been. Maybe. But to be so persuaded intellectually that it, it moves elsewhere and compels me pick one person. Pick one person. We have, we have look at your Facebook feed. And you have hundreds of friends. Hundreds. Pick one. Pick one and, and get in. Let's stand and sit.